This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, March 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Cal EPA head apologizes. Water deliveries cut. Ag has role in climate pledge and Bozeman helping with climate bill. Cal EPA head regrets hasty rollout of pesticide tax increase. Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumfeld apologized Tuesday for not having a longer conversation with farmers before proposing to overhaul the pesticide mill assessment. During an Ag Day conference for the California Farm Bureau, Blumenfeld said he heard a great deal of frustration over the budget proposal when he visited Fresno recently. He said, I completely own and apologize for that. He told Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson, my commitment to all of you is to try to be a better listener this year. Blumenfeld said the issue deserves more than a two-month conversation. He also highlighted the work of the Almond Board and the Strawberry Commission for efforts in sustainability and reducing the need for pesticides. He said that the governor's goal looks to speed up this critical work with additional funding. Blumenfeld also vowed to work collaboratively with farmers to resolve the many regulatory hurdles the industry faces because you're an incredibly important part of California. I know the conversations are sometimes not easy, he added. I know that there's often a lot at stake and real frustrations. Assembly Ag Chair pushes Newsom on farm worker vaccines. Also at the Ag Day event, Assemblymember Robert Rivas of Hollister said he was just on the phone with the governor's staff discussing why many agricultural regions weren't getting a fair share of supply of the vaccine. We were encountering bottlenecks along the way, explained Rivas. Certain county health directors weren't allocating specific doses to agricultural workers. In December, Rivas pleaded with the administration to ensure ag workers were prioritized in the vaccine distribution. He said agriculture, quote, proactively laid the foundation for this by coordinating the logistics and sponsoring clinics for the hardest-to-reach populations. Certainly, the success we're seeing now is absolutely the work of the industry, the work of local elected officials and local stakeholders that have worked together, said Rivas. State cuts water deliveries to 5%, feds to zero. The Department of Water Resources, the DWR, dropped state water project allocations from 10 to 5 percent yesterday due to emerging drought conditions. We are now facing the reality that it will be a second dry year for California, said DWR Director Carla Nimeth. The department does not anticipate it will need to make changes to protect water quality and outflow to the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta. The Bureau of Reclamation went further, announcing that water contractors south of the Delta will have allocations cut completely after an initial 5% estimate. The decision to delay access to the allocation could change. However, Regional Director Ernest Continent said the Bureau has lowered its expectations for the amount of water that will flow into Central Valley Project Reservoirs. Westland's Water District Manager Tom Birmingham called this a balanced, prudent decision. 
Birmingham planned to work with federal and state officials to find sensible approaches that reduce harm to people in rural areas and California's important ecosystems by maximizing the beneficial use of every drop of water available. Adam Gray blames environmentalists for water shortage. In response to the cutbacks, Assemblymember Adam Gray of Merced said environmentalists, quote, have ignored the impacts of climate change that demand we significantly expand our surface water reservoirs. California's water infrastructure is so broken that we can suffer from severe flooding and drought in the same year, said Gray in a statement. The real inconvenient truth for special interests like the Sierra Club or NRDC is that we need reservoirs that allow us to collect water all year long due to the reduced snowpack. Gray said his calls for increasing storage capacity, quote, have fallen on deaf ears ever since the 2014 Proposition 1 water bond he helped negotiate. Ag has a lot to offer in cutting carbon. USDA's top climate advisor, Robert Bonney, says agriculture and forestry are going to figure in any new climate commitments that the United States makes to cut greenhouse gas emissions. USDA has a lot to offer as you think about putting forward a target, Bonnie said, referring to the potential for agriculture and forestry to help offset fossil fuel emissions. He was speaking at the annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit yesterday. President Joe Biden has indicated that he'll release a new U.S. commitment around the climate summit in April. The White House hasn't said how far Biden will go. Environmentalists and others are pushing the administration to pledge to slash U.S. emissions by half by 2030. The Paris Climate Agreement aimed to reduce global emissions enough to limit increases in warming to 2 degrees Celsius by 2050. Many of the pledges corporations are making to cut the emissions in their supply chains are built around meeting the Paris target. And by the way... Bonnie didn't shed any new light on USDA's plans for starting an ag carbon bank, but he said there could be a role for USDA in supporting credit prices by, quote, purchasing credits and essentially retiring them. What to do about the early adopters? One of the biggest questions around carbon markets is what to do about farmers who can't get credits for climate-friendly practices they've already been using such as conservation tillage and cover crops. Bonnie said the question of how to reward those early adopters needs to be addressed. This is an area where conversation with agriculture and forestry about how to do this is going to be really important. I think we want to get the mix of incentives right, Bonnie said. Now keep in mind, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa warned of staunch opposition from farm groups if early adopters aren't rewarded in some way. Anything that's going to leave behind farmers that have already been doing that is going to be very unfair, he told reporters yesterday. The Food and Ag Climate Alliance, a coalition that includes many major farm groups, has recommended the government make a one-time payment to early adopters. Bozeman seeking changes in climate bill. Top Republican of the Senate Agriculture Committee, John Bozeman, says he's been working with Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow on changes to a key climate bill that is expected to be reintroduced shortly. The Growing Climate Solutions Act, first introduced last spring, 
It's designed to lay the groundwork for private ag carbon markets by authorizing USDA to certify credit verification services. Speaking at the Agriculture Summit, Boltzmann said the changes the bill needed include reworking a USDA advisory committee that he said would have too little farmer representation. He said we want to make sure that the program is set up so this can be successful. By the way, the American Farm Bureau Federation's chief economist, John Newton, he's joining Bozeman's staff. Don't miss today's summit. Speakers will include Chairwoman Stavadal and EPA Administrator Michael Regan. Please join us at noon for this final session. Here's today's He Said It. With our agency, with government, there's sometimes a lot to be frustrated with. That Cal EPA Secretary, Jared Blumenfeld. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, March 24th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.